Well, I want at least to stay up here just for a little bit during my teaching. I, I felt like the Lord gave me a word and they gave me a series. We're starting a new series called Focus today. And uh, because of, of, of this word, and I want uh, to talk about the word the Lord gave me um, a little bit. I wanted her to come up and uh, just be here with me, and she can give some insight to it too. Um, and this is what the Lord gave me. He says, keep going after the move of my spirit. Don't back down. People need to live in my presence, or they will live in another authority. Isn't that, isn't that funny? you don't live in the presence of God, you don't know the presence of God, you'll live in another presence. You'll live in another authority. So he says, don't back down. My people need to live in my presence or they'll live in another authority. My people are hungry for my presence. Most cannot determine what is good and what is fake. That is why you must lead a movement of love, power, humility, and sacrifice. I am calling Cornerstone to be a light that is drawing people, not by programs, catchy statements, or entertainment, but people will be drawn by my presence. Bring people into my presence, and freedom will reign in this place. People will be set free to worship, to live, and be who I've called them to be. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise for that. Amen. That was a little word. I heard a word the other day that the truth will set you free in 2023. Let's say it together. The truth will set you free in 2023. I thought that was really catchy and something that just kind of leaped in my heart because freedom is is just getting closer to Jesus. Freedom is just becoming who God's called you to be. Freedom is becoming your identity that Christ died for you to to live in and move in and really have your being in so that you're no longer being swayed to and fro by all the stuff that's going on out in the world, but that you are truly living from the inside out. Aren't you tired of letting the world and different outward circumstances dictate your schedule? But that's how we live. We live like one of those ping pong balls. And the Lord wants you to land on a rock that's not going to be moved. And so I love the, um, another word that I've been hearing is, um, um, is fresh wind. And the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. The Lord wants you to know him. He wants you to experience him. So he's that, he's that gentle wind. And sometimes when he needs to be, he'll be that strong wind. And so I'm just so thankful for the Holy Spirit. And it's very important that we embrace his move. Amen. So it's important that you hear that word. You hear a word from the Lord. You, you start declaring those things over your life. And, and God wants to do, do something great in 2023. No matter what happened in 2022, the good, the bad, the, the missed things, no matter what, Today is a new day. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Today is a new day. And God has something great for you uh, this year. And I'm believing God for you. We are in it together. We are family, right? Mm-hmm. Right? We're family. And so God wants to, us together. You're not going to go through 2023 alone. Number one, God is with you and the family of God is with you, right? And we are here for you to see you fully excel in all that Christ has for you. Amen? Amen. Let's give my wife a hand and bless her. Thank you, honey. Um, So the Lord gave me the word focus also, that there's four things that we need to focus on. And so I'm going to do this series for about six, eight weeks 
I'm not sure exactly yet exactly how much I'm going to do, but they're kind of mini-series in them. And, uh, and so he gave me this word focus for us to focus on certain things because he was telling me that the world is taking away our focus. And when you're, when you're not focused on something, you're going here, over here, over here. You're going everywhere and not really accomplishing anything, not really gaining anything. And that's why a lot of times we don't, we're wondering why we don't have what we want and desire in our lives. And, and it's because you're not focused. And of course, the world understands this. This is a really a spiritual thing, not just a natural thing. This is a spiritual thing. And even the world can, can really capture this um, understanding that you really need to focus on some things. And so when a person is focused on something, they're paying attention to it. But a lot of times our attentions is all over the place. We're all over here, over here, over here, over here. And I want us to bring us back in to really four things that really matter. Four things that the Lord's told me to really f- that we need to focus on as a church, that we need to focus on as, as a body, as we need to focus on as believers. So focusing has a lot to do not with just the yes, but a lot to do with the no. Right? Everybody say no. no. Doesn't that feel good? No? Say no. No. Mow the yard. No. No, I'm joking. (laughs) No can feel good sometimes because sometimes that no is a God thing so you can remain focused. Right? We tell you all the time over here, if we ask you to do something, it's okay to say no. You will not be condemned. Don't say no to me, but say no to some other people. But it's okay to say no because we got to be focused. You have to be focused on what God has said for your life and what he has called you to accomplish, what he's called you to do, who he's called you to be. And sometimes that no is so important so you can be focused on certain things and especially on one thing, on him. And so here's four things that we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks that we're going to focus on. And then it's going to be throughout this whole year in some way, in some form, we're going to focus on. The first one, which we'll talk about today and then next week, focus on spiritual your spirituality. Focus on spirituality, how to build the foundation here. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. The second one was focus on family. Family is important. Not just your family, which we'll be talking about how to build a godly family, how to build, how to raise kids in a hell-bent world. I mean, we're going to be talking about those things. Um, But building a godly family in the church, godly family, you are part of a family. This is not just some place. This is not McDonald's or Burger King. You know that, right? We treat it that way, right? Do you have a playground? Then I'm coming. Oh, I'm, I'll just, we'll just go there later, okay? Anyway, um, I love playgrounds. And listen, we have plans for, for stuff like that. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong in that. But your church is a family. It's not, it's not a, a thing you go to because of what they provide for you. It's about how you can become part, right, of a family. And I love all those things. And I love all, you know, those things to have a part. And we want to do those things. But, but that's not why you're here. You're here because, especially as a believer, you're here because God called you here. And if you're not a believer here, you're here because God called you here too. You, know? <laughs> you just don't know why yet. God loves you. And so family. And so starting in March on the first Wednesday, we're going to have family revival nights. And uh, we're going to, on the first Wednesday of every month, um, throughout till the end of the summer, we're going to do stuff for the family here. Um, the first one, I'm going to talk about how do you 
how to have a Bible study with your family. We're going to give you a Bible study on the first Wednesday. We're going to teach about that. We're going to have some fun things going on and everything. It's going to be a family revival fun night. I mean, I love, God loves fun, right? He created me, so he loves fun. And um, so there's fun for us to have, okay? But we're going to have fun in the Word. And then in April, we're going to teach you how to be a praying family. And then in May, we're going to teach you how to be a worshiping family. And then there's some things in the, in the summer I'll get to later. But I'm really excited about that. This is for the whole family from zero all the way up to 80, 90, 100, whatever you are. And uh, you can come. So we're going to focus on the family. So some teaching I'm going to talk about here, especially in February, we'll be on that. We're going to focus financially. I want to make sure that everyone is focused financially. I want you to be healthy financially. Amen? Amen? I want you to reach your goals financially. I want you to have the house you want. I want you to have, have, do the things you want to do. I want you to be able to give when you want. I want you to be able to give and go. God's called you to go, right? Hello? He's called you to go in your neighborhoods. He's called you to do things. He called you, I mean, I, we, we're called to do things. So financial is a spiritual thing more than it is natural. And if you don't fix the spiritual, you're going to be messed up in the natural in that, okay? And then I'm going to fo- we're going to focus on ministry, right? Mission. Hello? Everyone has a ministry. Everyone has a mission. Amen? Come on, amen? amen. We're called to go. We're called to do, and so we're, we'll focus on that. But today I want to focus on spiritual, your spirituality. This means that we need to build our spiritual life first. And this is often neglected. In fact, you can follow along with, we have notes on our app. Go ahead and download our app. If you don't have our app, you can download on your app store, search for Cornerstone KC. But um, we're gonna focus on building our spiritual life. And this is often neglected because our focus is always on the natural. But if you're born again, that means you've given your life to Jesus. You are now more spiritual than you are natural. In fact, everything that happens in the natural actually happens first spiritual, right? It happens in the spiritual first. That We have to lay a foundation spiritually. If you don't have your foundation spiritually, then you're going to be all over the place naturally. And it's going to be messed up. And the reason sometimes we can't achieve what we want in this natural world fully is because what happens in the natural begins in the spiritual. And so when we focus on developing our spirit man, then everything else will, be, will work out. That's why Jesus said, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. That means everything will come in order when you seek him first. It's not that you order your life, and we hear this, and it's all good. I'm not saying this completely wrong. God first, family second, everything. No, God really only says, I'm first. And then out of that, he orders your life. He becomes the Lord of every part of your life. And that's why sometimes we're we're screwed up, because we take control of it, and we think this has to come first. And then, then then we think, oh, there's trouble over here, then this comes first. And so we're moved by what goes on in the natural and not being led by the spiritual. God wants you to be led by him and order your life by him, but you gotta build the spiritual man first. Proverbs chapter 18 talks about how a strong spirit is what sustains us in all kinds of trouble. A strong spirit is confident. You're established. You're unmovable. You're actually ready for anything. When your spirit man 
is strong. It's, you're steady under pressure. You're full of joy. You're full of peace. And you never quit. Why? Because your identity and everything you are is based spiritually and not what happens in the natural. And so you're not moved by what's going on out here. You're only moved what's going on in here. You're moved by the very Holy Spirit of God. We need to be moved by that. So when, when you have a strong spirit and something comes your way, physical attacks, financial problems, relational difficulties come your way, you're not going to be moved by what the devil is throwing at you. You're going to only be moved by what God says. And you're going to be, have that confidence. No, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. When we think of a strong spirit, we think of King David. David was a great example in this. In fact, in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 30, he says, he says, with your help, I can advance against a troop. Or the NLT says, I can crush an army. And with my God, I can scale a wall. That's a strong spirit. He says, all I need is you, God. He, he realized that. I just need you. I can crush an army by myself with God. I don't need anybody else. I can do that because God is with me. And if God is with you, who can be against you, right? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so he had that strong spirit. Now, David faced many challenges, and many of those lasted for years, but David didn't give in to defeat. He pressed on to victory, and some of you need to press on this year. And I know the enemy is trying to lie to you, saying, what's the use? I've done this before. And that's the enemy. And God's saying, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop. Keep on. And David had that. He didn't st stop until it came to pass. In the same way, we can develop our, the capacity to believe God by developing our spirit that anything and everything can happen in his name. Mark chapter 9, he says this. If you can, if you can believe Everything is possible for them that believe. But how are you going to believe? You've got to develop your, your spirit man. And so you need to set a goal this year that I'm going to develop my spirit man. I'm going to be so rooted and grounded and established in the Lord that no matter what comes my way, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to get through that. But I'm going to do it with victory. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be into that depression. I'm not going to be in that worry. I'm going to go right to it. I'm going to develop a strong spirit in 2023. So let me give you two ways. The second one I'm going to focus a little bit more time on. Number one, you've got to watch your spiritual diet. Now listen to me. You've got to feed yourself his word. There's no quick way around it. You've got to be in the word of God. Jesus said this in Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. When you, when you go into your annual checkup to your doctor and they're going to look at you and they're going to ask you, what is your diet? There's a reason for that, right? They look at me and they already know my diet is. It has Twinkies involved in it. And um, so they're going to ask you your diet. What's your diet? What's going on? Because your diet's important, Right? My doctors tell me that all the time. Your diet's important. And I, I, hate, I hate green things. You know, anything green. I don't, like, I don't like green cars. And I don't like green lettuce. I mean, I don't like anything green. But I have to eat it. 
Why? Because it's good for me. It's good for you. And you've heard the phrase, you are what you eat. That's so true. Spiritually, you are what you eat. And you eat through your eyes, and you eat through your ears, and even your mouth. What are you listening to? What are you watching? And what are you speaking? That's how you eat. In fact, sadly, instead of eating the word of God and, and, and feeding our, our, our spirit man with the word of God, we're feeding it with other things. You are going to be discipled by something. And the more time you give to whatever you give is what's discipling you. you if it's the news, if it's social media, if it's movies. I'm not against those things. But if that's what you're giving your life towards and you're listening to, that's what you're going to be talking about, that's what you're going to be thinking about, and that's what's going to be coming inside of you and developing you into something. That's why you need the Word of God. That's why you need to listen to the Word. You need to study the Word of God. You need to read the Word of God. In fact, 1 Timothy chapter 4 in the English Standard Version, verse 7 says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, he says, yeah, you need exercise. But godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise by the present life and the life to come. Get into the word of God. Getting fit is an investment. You have to invest into the word of God. And the stronger you are spiritually, the easier it is for you to believe the things of God over your life. Because God has things for you to believe that you can't believe by yourself. You need to see him and hear him and walk with him. You need God. God has great things for you. No matter how young you are or how old you are, God has great things for you. In order to believe those great things, it's going to take believing him. It's going to take you building your spiritual life so you can say, yes, God, I can see that. Yes, God, I can have that. And so you need to have that. So I would encourage you, read the Word of God. You can start today reading the Word of God. Go on our app. There's a Bible reading plan right there on the app. There's other apps you can get that. There is no reason why you can't build yourself spiritually. There is so much teaching out there today. There is no excuse. The only excuse you have is that you decided to choose something else. Right? The only excuse I have, you, not, you don't live in the 1040 window. You live here in America. You can go on YouTube. You can watch it on TV. You can open up your own Bible. You can open your own apps. It is there. All you need is there for you. There is no excuse that we don't build our life in the word of God. No excuse. We have it. Do it. Invest in your life today. Amen? And number two, this is very important, is you need to pray. In order to build your spiritual life, you need to pray. You need to develop a prayer life. You need to develop a prayer life. And this is, listen, why is this the hardest things for people to do? Because people will pray when they're in trouble. But are you praying constantly? 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, giving thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God, that you pray without ceasing. 
We have to begin this year becoming a church that prays. You need to become somebody who prays. Not just, God, give me, give me, give me. You need to develop that relationship with the Lord. God, I I love you, and you're praying all the time. God, I love you, I thank you, I worship you, and you're praying for, for people, you're praying for yourself, you're praying for his will, you're asking God, he's communicating to you, and what he communicates to you, you are letting out of your mouth and praying to, to God. You have to develop a lifestyle of prayer. In fact, in this day and age, you can't do without it. You can't do without it. You need the word of God, but you need to pray. You need to have that spiritual connection with God and his spirit every single day. So I want to give you six prayers today. And we'll talk about this more in the coming weeks. I want to give you six prayers that will help you live a life of prayer. Okay? Number one, the first prayer is a prayer of desperation. Prayer of desperation. God, I need you. Now, we pray this prayer a lot of times in trouble, and that's okay because James 5.13 says, is any one of you in trouble? Pray. (laughs) He should pray. So if you're in trouble, yeah, this is scriptural. Pray. But prayer desperation is more than that. You realize that you can't live this life without him. It's a prayer, God, I'm desperate for you. I need you. In fact, in fact, you really should be praying this prayer, not just when you're in trouble, but every single day. God, I need you. Lord, I need you. Every day, all the, all, every moment of every day, I need you. I need you now. Don't wait until you're in trouble. Pray it now, amen? Lord, I need you. You can pray it in trouble. And that's God is gracious and he loves you. In fact, if that's the only time you pray, guess what? He loves you enough. He'll meet you there. But how about praying before that? It's like, it's like you know, I tell the story all the time about Popeye and his spinach. How many of you guys remember Popeye? Anybody remember Popeye? And how many don't know who Popeye is? Do I need to go into that? Popeye the sailor man. Remember him? Popeye was a guy, it's a cartoon. I know he's not real. But anyway, Popeye was a guy that when he ate spinach, he got real strong. And this is the other guy, Brutus, 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 he used to come and, and beat the crap out of Popeye. But Popeye was stupid. Because he knew spinach gave him strength. That's how my mom got me to eat spinach, by the way. Anyway. You met my twin sisters here. Dawn, you want to stand up? Her name's Sonia. She's my twin sister. I know, she's not as pretty as me, but you can pray for her. Anyway, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I used to eat spinach because of Popeye, and, but Popeye would never eat the spinach until he was beat up. That was stupid. You need to eat spinach before, right? You would have thought after a hundred cartoons, he would get the picture. I'm going to get beat up today, and I need to eat spinach, but he never did. That's the way we are as Christians. We're not praying and developing a spiritual life until we're in trouble. Now, this is what happens. When something happens majorly, 
the church grows, when something bad happens. Churches all around America grow. People start coming back to church. Why is that? God, I need you. I'm scared. But why not let's be a church that's already there, that's already receiving his power and his authority. Lord, I need you. Because Psalms 91 says, when you call on me, I will answer. And I will be with you in trouble. And I will rescue and honor them. Amen? There's an honor when we're calling upon God. Call upon God. Go after him. Be desperate. Realize you need God. No matter if everything's going right, trust me, you need him. More then than you do when everything's going wrong. You need him now. Because guess what? In order to keep it, in order to continue in it, you need the Lord. You need his direction. You need his understanding. You need his, his encouragement. You need his, his authority. You need his power. You need everything that God has now. So pray the prayer of desperation. God, I need you. I desire you. I need you more than anything. Be, let that be your prayer. The second prayer that we need to be praying is a prayer of thanksgiving. And this is where we pray without ceasing. This should be always on your lips. God, I'm thankful. Thank you, God, that you saved me. Thank you, God, that you love me. Thank you, God, that you're, you, you believe in me. Thank you, God, that you know me. Thank you, God, that, that you brought me into your presence. Thank you, God, that I have nothing to fear. Thank you, Lord, you are awesome in this place, right? It's a prayer of thanksgiving. This is what we do all day, every day, every moment. We're constantly in that, that attitude, that heart, that, that place of worship. God, I praise you. I'm commu- this is called communing with God. God, I thank you. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstances. Be thankful in all circumstances. James 5.13, is anyone happy? Praise him. This is a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of desperation and a prayer of thanksgiving that go hand in hand. That God, I'm, I need you. I'm thankful. God, I'm thankful not for what you just did or what you have done, but what you're going to do. Amen? Amen. That's the heart of faith. That's, the, that's the, the place of a believer. And this year, in 2023, be desperate for the Lord praying desperate prayers. God, I thank you. I need you. And be thankful. The prayer of thanksgiving. There's another prayer in the Bible. It's called the prayer for healing. James 5, 14. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of Jesus. And James 5, in the next verse, is in the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise them up. The prayer of healing, if you are sick in any way. Amen? If you're sick, pray. Pray. Don't just reach for the Tylenol. Pray first. Let that be who you are automatically. Let that be who you are. Don't be in fear. Don't go to Google. Please don't go to Google. <laughs> you Google that stuff, you're already, you're, you put yourself in heaven. I mean, that's what you're doing. You just... But, but pray, ask the Lord, and ask for healing. I mean, go to the doctor, take the medicine. I'm not saying that, but pray. 
Be the first thing you do is pray. When your, your kids come up and they're sick, lay hands on them. When, you're, when you're, your spouse is sick, lay hands on them. When your friends are sick, lay hands on them. When your boss is sick, ask them first, but then lay hands on them. Amen? Pray for them. The fourth prayer, and it's very important, is the prayer of confession. James 5, 15 says, If anyone has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sin to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Confession. We've lost that today. Confess. How many guys sinned last year? Raise your hand. Good, good. We're being truthful. That's good. Confess it. Confession is, is a good word. It's a powerful word. It's a transformational word. It's okay to confess it. And confess it to God. A prayer confession. God, I'm, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against someone. You admit it to God. You admit it to yourself. And, and there's times you admit it to other people around you. Here's four times that you need to admit to other people around you. If you sinned against somebody else, you need to confess it to them. Go to them and confess it. Say, hey, listen, I'm sorry I said that. I've asked you to forgive me. I did something wrong. I was wrong in doing that. Go to them. If your sin has affected the overall church, you've gossiped in some way or something, then you confess it to the church. If you need loving support as you struggle with sin, confess it to somebody because you need help with that. If it's a private sin, confess it to God and you still don't feel like you, need, you've, you have forgiveness, you're dealing with shame, you're dealing with condemnation, ask, tell someone else about it. Listen, confessing is a rejoicing. It's not a condemnation. It's not a shame on you. And that's the way the church in the past has done this. Shame on you. Now, when you confess sin, way to go. That's it. Hallelujah. You're on the right track, buddy. That's awesome. Amen. There's no shame. There's no condemnation when you confess. The best thing that's going to happen, you are going to get better. You're going to get closer. You're no longer a slave to sin. Confess it. Confess it to God. Confess it to others. And you will be healed. It's okay. It's a good thing to confess sin. And if someone confessed sin that they did to you, guess what your job is? Forgive them. Give them a hug. Thank you. I forgive you. Confess sin. Confession is an important thing. Some of us today may need to be confessing our sin to the Lord. Maybe the Holy Spirit is bringing something up to you. I'll deal with that in just a moment. Number five, the prayer of intercession. This is where we begin to pray for other people. You need to pray for other people. There's a time in my life where there's things going on. I needed finances. I needed stuff. I needed, I needed things to happen. 
And the Lord told me to shut up. And he told me not to pray for myself any longer. He said, Sean, you've already done it. Stop praying for yourself. I was feeling like I had to do this every, every moment on me all the time. And, and the Lord says, stop it. I want you to find someone else to pray for. So I started interceding for other people. And as I was interceding for their needs, my needs were being already met. I didn't realize it at the time, but as I looked back, God met my need there. When I was praying for other people, intercession is that. You are praying for other people. You are interceding for other people. You are praying for people all around. In fact, that's a part, that's the job of every believer is to intercede. To not just go to God for your needs, but to go to God for others. Go to God for his will. God, what is your will on this earth? And pray when you intercede. You intercede for our, you need to be praying for our government. Right? You know, you need to be interceding. I mean, no matter what was ha- what's happening, you need to pray for them. You need to pray for our president, whether you like him or not. You need to pray for our, our elected officials. You need to pray for our policemen, our firemen. You need to pray for the doctors. You need to pray for the paramedics. You need to pray for everyone. You need to pray for your teachers. You need to pray for your pastor. You need to pray for the person beside you. You need to pray for the person you rejected and didn't want to sit beside over there or over here. Right? You need to pray for your enemies. When people talk bad about you, don't talk bad about them. Talk to God about them. Not saying, God, get them. God, help them. You need to intercede. You need to have this every single day. Let that be part of your prayer life. And number six, you need to pray a prayer of consecration. God, use me. God, use me. God, use me. There's this lady, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, I didn't write it down. She prayed this prayer. She said, Lord, she was an evangelist back in the 20s. And she said, Lord, I'm yours. Yours holy and yours forever. I'm yours by the purchase of your blood and I present myself to you now as a living sacrifice, body, soul, and spirit to be as clay in your hands. I give you my heart, Lord, to love only what you love, to hate what you hate, to endure all things, to suffer long, and to be kind, and, not, and to be not easily provoked, to think no evil, not to seek my own. Help me, oh my God. That's a prayer a consecration. I need you. Use me. Use me, God. Use me. So pray a prayer of desperation. Use these six prayers every single day. God, I need you. I need you, Lord. Pray a prayer of thanksgiving. Be thankful. Worship him. Pray the prayer of healing spirit, soul, and body for you. Pray a prayer of confession. Whatever sin, whatever thoughts that you, you know, sin means miss the mark, right? Pray that prayer. Whatever time you missed the mark, maybe thought something wrong, pray that prayer. 
Pray a prayer of intercession. Pray for other people. Pray a prayer of consecration. God, use me. This is what I want to do right now. Worship team can go ahead and come on up. I want to, uh, I want us to lead us in two of those prayers today. The prayer of confession. I'm going to pray for sin in our lives. We're going to repent today. Everything that we do in 2023 has to begin with repentance. God, I'm sorry. I thought the wrong thoughts in 2022. I didn't do what you called me to do. I've sinned in some way, whatever way that is. Every one of us, you all raised your hand when, you, you, when I said, did you sin in 2022? So you might, have, you might have confessed that. But there may be some sins that, you, that the Holy Spirit's gonna tell you, hey, you need to get this out of your life. It's stopping me from working in your life. So prayer of confession right now. And then we're going to pray a prayer of consecration. God, use me. And I believe that's where the Lord wants us today to start out. So we can start building our life spiritually. We can build our family. We can build the finances. We can build uh, the ministry. We can, we can build those things in our lives. But spiritually is important. We start out with the Lord in 2023. God, forgive me. I want to be right with you. He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Now, some of you may do this for the very first time. You've never done this before. You're going to come to the Lord. You're going to give the Lord your life today. And I want to encourage you to do that. But it's also for us as believers to say, God, I've allowed things to come into my life that caught me and drew me away from being focused on you. What are those things right now that you need to confess? So I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. What are those things that you need to confess to the Lord? Ask the Holy Spirit right now. I'm going to lead you in that here. I'm going to pray for you right now, but I'm going to lead you into confession right now. So Father, what is in our lives where we've sinned, where we missed the mark, that we haven't confessed yet. There's some sins that we did last year that, God, we confessed it and we're free from that, God. But what are those things that we haven't yet, that we haven't let go of, that has took our focus off of you, who have stopped you from being the boss, being the leader, being the director of our lives? So what sin has come in? Maybe it's thoughts that we've thought of about ourselves that we're no good or we can't do this. Um, there's one thing that just came up to me. is that It was the thought of giving up. God hasn't called you to give up. He said, don't. I have something for you. And that thought of giving up is sin. That thought of stopping is sin. He doesn't want you to go down. There's another road you're going to go down, and it's not the road that he's called you to be on if you give up today. Don't give up in 2023. So let's repent of that, that thought. God is not done with you. 
You might have gone through hard things. I'm not making light of that. You might have gone through some things, maybe of your own doing, of your own sin or other things, or maybe because of others or just things didn't work out the way you planned. But listen, God is not off his throne. He is still on his throne and he has something great for you right now. So don't give up. Let's repent of that and say, God, I refuse to give up. I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. I no longer live. It's you that live in me. So God, I am giving everything to you and I will not stop moving towards what you have for me. What is the sin that you need to confess right now? So I want to lead you into this right now. Whatever that is, say, Father God, I confess Whatever that sin is, say it right now under your lips. You don't have to say it real loud. I confess this sin, Lord, in my life. I know it was wrong. Say that. I know it's wrong. And I reject that sin right now. And I commit to stop doing it. To stop thinking about it. To stop saying it. And I choose to follow you. I repent. I will change my direction of the way I was going. To gaze on you. To put my focus on you, Jesus. Right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you that you have set me free from that sin, those sins, in Jesus' name. I am healed of it, I am holy, I am righteous, and I give my life completely to you. All of my life is yours. And from this day forward, every single day, I'm yours. A hundred percent in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Yeah. You are free. Amen. Whatever sin, whatever thoughts, whatever you had before, you are free. Today is a new day. Now it's time to do this prayer that, God, I need you. Use me. Consecration, God, I, I give myself wholly to you. And I want us to pray that prayer together as a church. That I want us to go to the Lord holy this year everything that we are we give to him right now so stand up on your feet let's give it to him let's pray right now Father say that Father I give my life completely to you 2023 is a year that you will be known in my life You will be glorified in my life. And I give it all to you. So God, use me in every single way. Use me to walk in your plans. To walk in your purpose. In Jesus' name. I commit my life to you. I commit my family to you. I commit my thoughts to you. I commit my words to you. In Jesus' name, use me, God, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen.
Thank you for joining us here online to listen to one of our messages here at Cornerstone. We pray that this message minister to you in a powerful way. If you would like to hear more of our messages, go to cornerstonelife.org and click on the message tab that's at the top. We pray that you have a great day and a great week. And if you need anything, we are